champion? Who's after you now? The young man struggled down from his throne and held out his hand. I'm waiting for a client, he explained airily. What are you looking for? Warmth and a little quiet. Oates took off his raincoat and hat and edged near to the boiler. His companion regarded him with faint amusement. What's the idea? Old Bobby revisits the scene of his first arrest? I hate to seem inquisitive, but I'm expecting a client, as I said. In fact, when I heard your footsteps, I thought you were the mysterious she. The inspector looked at his friend attentively. Why the fancy dress? Just the thing in which to interview a romantic client, don't you think? The inspector grinned. What an extraordinary chap you are, Campion. You turn up in the most amazing places. I shouldn't have said there were half a dozen men in London who knew of this little hideout. Yet the first time I call here in twenty years, I find you sitting here in fancy dress. How'd you do it? Lug put me up to it. He's still with me, you know. Bullpup and femme de chambre combined. I was looking for some suitable spot to interview a young lady who believes I'm a private detective. The inspector knocked out his pipe against the boiler. Funny how these ideas get about. What do you call yourself these days? Campion looked at him reprovingly. Deputy adventurer. I think it sums me up perfectly. What is it this time? A scandal in high life? Or are you out to crush the spy system? Neither, said Campion regretfully. You find me here, Stanislaus, indulging in a silly, childish desire to impress. Also, incidentally, to get my own back. I'm meeting a lady. But you needn't go. I don't know her. He produced a sheet of notepaper from his inside pocket. Here's a lawyer's letter. I like to think it cost him personally six and eightpence. Go on, read it. I'll help you with the long words. The inspector took the paper. To Soul's Court, Queen's Road, Cambridge. My dear Campion, I have always imagined it more likely that you would eventually come to consult me in a professional capacity than I you. However, the gods of chance were always capricious as a woman, and it is a woman for whose sweet sake I am craving your services. My fiancé, Joyce Blunt, is at present employed as a professional companion in the house of her great-aunt, widow of the late-lamented Dr. Faraday of Nats, circa 1880. At the moment, Joyce is absurdly worried by the disappearance of her uncle, Andrew Seeley, who has been absent from the household for about a week. I know the man, a sponger, as are most of the family. It seems to me most probable that he won a few pounds on a horse and has taken the week off from his Aunt Faraday's iron discipline. However... Since Joyce is determined to come to town to consult some suitable specialist in the matter, I felt the least I could do would be to give her your name and address and write to warn you. She has a very romantic nature, and hers is a dull life. If you could give her the thrill of seeing the sleuth himself, you would be rendering your eternal debtor, he who begs always to remain, my dear fellow, your devoted Marcus Featherstone. The inspector returned the letter to Campion, who said, I wish the girl would turn up. I gave Lug instructions to send her here the moment she arrived at Bottle Street. I thought this would provide an edifying peep at the underworld. My idea is to sit up on this convenient structure, arrayed in my cap, and make a few straightforward comments on Uncle Andrew. The young woman, deeply impressed, will return to Marcus, repeating faithfully all that she has seen and heard. Marcus will deduce that I am rapidly proceeding Binwoods, scratch my name out of his address book, and leave me in peace. How's business? The inspector shrugged. Mustn't grumble. <laughs> Look out said Campion suddenly. She comes. Footsteps echoed in the alleyway. Oates glanced through the half-open door. Oh, it's that bloke. Campion raised an inquiring eyebrow. I was followed from the yard today, 
the inspector explained. "'I forgot all about the man, to tell you the truth. I suppose he's been hanging about outside the entrance ever since I came in. I'd better see him.' He stepped out into the yard. The rain had stopped. Campion stood in the doorway of the boiler room, the ridiculous tweed cap perched on his head. A moment later, the man emerged from the passage. His reddish face was puffy, and the suit which he wore with an air was grease-spotted and disreputable. He fixed the inspector with bloodshot eyes. "'Mr. Oates, I have a piece of information which may save you and your friends a lot of trouble.' The man had a remarkably deep voice and an unexpectedly educated accent. Interested, Campion advanced out of his hiding place. Catching sight of his unconventional appearance, the intruder broke off, his jaw dropping. "'I didn't know you had a companion.' Campion removed his hat. "'I'll go if you like, Inspector.' He paused.